sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. Hey everyone, oh, so good to be back with you. Uh, I am so glad uh, this COVID-19 stuff is easing up just a little bit and uh, hopefully our uh, Friday night group will get back together soon and we will have some fellowship. Those of you that listen over the podcast and uh, from your computers or your phone or whatever you listen, welcome. You guys are awesome. You are the incredible people that just don't fit into a traditional box and I welcome you and I can relate to you uh, as misfits out there we we are made for more and we just don't fit into uh, maybe a, a canned regimen we want more and we know there's more out there so I just welcome you and as always I thank you guys for your feedback you're so delightful so wonderful again if you guys have feedback for me prayer requests whatever you just want to communicate you can do that at 406 big t at gmail.com I would love to hear from you as always well today I was thinking well actually I've been thinking about this for for quite a while and uh, it has been on my mind and uh, it relates to uh man how difficult it is to make a living as i look out and i realize that my kids are going to have to make a living and um, sometimes the struggle that i have to make ends meet and to plan for the future and do all that stuff as americans and that you know the the traditional route for many of us just hasn't haven't hasn't worked we have went to school we've got the education we've taken out the student loans and you know we get in careers and you know, some of us make decent money and it works out, but for a lot of us, we have very expensive educations and it just doesn't work out. And I was just, you know, I've, you guys know me, I have these conversations with the big HS, you know, the Holy Spirit, that awesome helper and, you know, sent here specifically for us and just asking him about that. And it's like, how are my kids going to make the way? And you guys, this is so stupid, but I'm like, wow, you know, I realize Holy Spirit and Jesus and Father, you guys have the answers about how to do this. And as the world changes, even with this COVID-19 and it's such a dynamic, uh, tumultuous world out there, how do we find stability and how do we provide for ourselves? Well, yeah, Tom's giant revelation that God hasn't figured out. Well, how the heck does God have it figured out? I asked myself. And I got to thinking about a strange passage in Genesis, that is the beginning, and the first book in the Bible that talks about the patriarchs of old, those great old first people of faith, the first ones that were followers of the Almighty God, Yahweh, a term that you will become familiar with, Jehovah, the one who has made a way for us. And way back in the Old Testament, that is before the time of Jesus, the, the books of the Bible and the history of the Israelites before Jesus came. There is a story of this man, Jacob, and uh, you guys, you know, Jacob is not necessarily the, uh, as things play out, the most upright guy, but there's hope for us in Jacob. Well, Jacob, and you guys, I encourage you to read the story because it's a great story, and I'm going to actually talk about some of the story in the next podcast, but it's a great story because uh, Jacob is uh, goes to find a wife, and he finds one that he really likes, Rachel. And so he goes to his uncle Laban 
and who is Rachel's father and, uh, you know, begins to work for him and he works for him for a while. And, you know, Laban's like, well, what do you want? Or I don't know, maybe Jacob is like, hey, this is what I want. He's like, well, I want, you know, to marry your daughter, Rachel. And so Laban's like, well, that's fair. You know, you work for me and, uh, that's great. And so, you know, the wedding night, and you guys, the story is a little sorted. You know, the wedding night, he gets the other daughter, and then, you know, he's like, no, I want Rachel. And uh, he gets Leah and must have had a little too much liquor that night because he didn't realize till the next morning who he had slept with. So probably a wee bit inebriated. And oh, let's just keep that hush-hush because that, that doesn't necessarily fit into the traditional Christian model, right? We won't talk about that. Uh so, you know, he's like, I want Rachel. And Laban's well, that's great. You know, so he works for another seven years and he gets Rachel and, you know, he's wanting to leave and he's wanting to build something up for himself because during this time he's taking care of Laban's, you know, sheep and herds and Laban's pro property. And it is prospering under Jacob's leadership, under, you know, the Holy Spirit and uh, the father who are working on his behalf. And, Laban is just, you guys, you have to read the story, but Laban is quite a character and you don't believe how much of a character is. So you actually read the story and he is shifty all over the place, maybe where Jacob picked up some of his habits that we see later in his life. But this guy is just shifty and always taking advantage of Jacob and Jacob is just holding steady and, you know, he's doing the right thing as far as we can tell from the ancient scriptures as they have recorded it. But the cool thing is that in this season, under this wicked, I don't know, wicked, but unscrupulous man, Jacob is able to prosper under the Holy Spirit's guidance. And this brought me tremendous hope as I was thinking, how do we make our way in this world of unscrupulous people? You guys, I've had, and I am, I try my best, you know, sometimes I don't necessarily do the right thing, but I have been, I have ran into my own fair share of unscrupulous people and lost to me was countless many fortunes. And it, it really hurt and you really get taken advantage of and you can become bitter and you can become scheming yourself. Side note there. And that's a whole another realm that you have to deal with, which I've had to deal with also. But amidst this, under the Holy Spirit and the Father and the pre-incarnate Christ leadership, Jacob finds a way to prosper under this wicked man. Do you have a boss that's unfair? Are you working for people that are unfair and they're the reason that you can't get ahead? This story is going to so encourage you like it encouraged me because that's what Jacob faced. Unscrupulous to like the exponential degree is what Jacob dealt with, but yet he's prospered. And so he makes this deal with Laban and says, hey, you know, I, I need to build something up for myself here. You know, I, I built yours and you prospered under my leadership. Hey, will you give me all the animals that are speckled and spotted and striped and so forth, you know, to build, you know, basically the ones that nobody wants, the misfits, you know, they, they're not perfect and they're not the best. And so... Laban's like, that's cool. And what's he do? You know, uh, Jacob is like, it takes him a few days before he can get out there and do that. He goes to his herd and takes all those type of animals out, all the speckled and spotted animals and hides them in a cave. 
Well, Jacob's undaunted. And so, you know, he takes, you know, the the animals and with this plan that God has, and you guys have to read it, it's this crazy plan that Jacob institutes under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the Father and the pre-incarnate Christ. Pre-incarnate Christ means that, you know, Jesus, before he came in on the fleshly body, he still existed in the Old Testament. He just didn't exist in the Jesus bodily form. And so that's this is a total... Uh, Oh, theological term, the pre-incarnate Christ. And forgive me, it's just, it's easier for me to use that. And as long as you understand what it means, we, we should be fine. So the, the pre-incarnate Christ inspires Jacob the, in the watering troughs to peel branches from specific kinds of trees. I think it was popular aspen, and then I think it was the tree of the plain. And to take those and to paint stripes on them and put those in the watering troughs. And so as they're drinking and they're eating and they happen to mate, oh, should we use that word? Yeah, they mate, they reproduce by these watering troughs. And guess what happens? The ones that they have, the animals that are produced off of this have speckles and spots and stripes. And Jacob gets to keep those. And he separates out the strong ones and he lets them continue to mate and breed and produce more. So amidst this Laban, sneaky as I'll get out, taking away, still, God has a plan and God has a way. In the last podcast I talked, I believe I named the podcast Basic Training, and it is tuning your voice, well, tuning your ear to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, to hear the Holy Spirit as he speaks, because he speaks inspiration. You guys, part of this faith journey and part of committing to this faith journey is that you have help. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. He is there to prosper you like he did Jacob. Is he going to do it exactly like that? No, it's in the scriptures for an example that as you try to make your way through this world with wicked people taking advantage of you, taking you to court, all of that that I've experienced, and it causes hardship and hurt and bitterness in you. You guys, we just can't focus on that. What we have to focus on is what Jacob did. He didn't get stuck on the bitterness and held up there. He's looking forward to the solution. And this is just a side note of this podcast, but it's a huge side note. It's like you should underline this, highlight this, you know, put Sharpie on it, whatever you need to, but always be looking for the solution. God's in the solution. We fall too much in the trap of blaming it, building bitterness over past hurts. I've done it. I, I continue to struggle with it. But the Holy Spirit, he has the answer out there. And it's a crazy answer. Man, you put that before anybody, they're like, you're a nutcase, you know? And I'm sure, you know, I I don't know who Jacob told. I mean, if I was Jacob, I, I probably wouldn't have told anybody, you know, but I, you guys, this probably wasn't prevalent in the ancient world, you know, because they didn't want that. And so, you know, this God used this crazy thing to create wealth for Jacob, to create tremendous wealth, to establish him. So it is so critical that we tune our ears to hear the Holy Spirit, that we can differentiate from his voice, from our voice from the enemy of our soul's voice. And how do you do that? You know, the, the enemy often comes with condemnation. Our voice, you know, comes often with self-doubt, condemnation, you know, uninsure, you know, unsure. The Holy Spirit's voice, as you begin to do this, he is the helper. And even when he brings burning conviction, it is the freest of disease. You know, burning conviction is like a fever that kills bad things in our body. So when the Holy Spirit brings burning conviction, it's like a fever. It's still good for you. Does it feel good? Like a fever? A fever doesn't feel good. You, you kind of feel like you're going to die. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit brings conviction, you feel like you're going to die. You get uncomfortable. You get restless in your seat. 
And I, I don't say you, I say me because I've totally experienced that. I still experience it when the Holy Spirit's touching on something because he wants to kill disease. Remember, sin, not getting it right, which is sin, is coming up short, not hitting that standard of perfection. When sin is in our lives, it spreads death. And we don't want death in anything that we do, in any aspect of our life. So the Holy Spirit raises the temperature to kill the sin. And that often comes through conviction. So the foundational thing is you got to believe the Holy Spirit is for you because he is so for you. Just like he was in Jacob, you know, as he spoke to him, you know, I want to use the Holy Spirit. It's, it's just one voice of God. You know, I don't know back then, you know, if it was the Father, if it was Jesus, you know, it could have been any one of them, which is all of them, which gets back to the craziness, right? It's like the three in one. But spoke to Jacob, told him how to prosper amidst a wicked wicked man that continually took advantage of guys for you for me and i'm taking this to heart i'm taking it to heart i've taken it to heart today and i'm going to take it to heart tomorrow and i'm gonna hold on to the scripture and hold on to the story that reveals a wonderful part of about god that he wants us to prosper you guys god does not necessarily want you to be a pauper and poor he knows that you need those dollars to live in this world and he knows that you need those dollars to do ministry to help people to raise your family with the morals and the standards that you want that people of faith you know traditionally the jewish people prosper no matter what hits them they have the favor of god on them you also have the favor of god on you but you maybe haven't realized it, and so you're not acknowledging it. So today, the first step is like you hear the story. You go to Genesis chapter 30. If you don't have a Bible, you have a phone. You can find it on your phone. The, <laughs> the Internet is just a wonderful place to find scriptures. You can read it in 30 translations, you know, to just pick it apart if you want to, or you just read it in one translation. But you take the story and you acknowledge that God works in mysterious ways and that he finds a way for his people, which you're part of, if you've committed faith in the saving work of Jesus. What is that? That Jesus came to make a way for you to get to him because we, we don't we fall short of that perfect standard and jesus came to make a way for us to access and have communion and relationship with him communion sorry that's like a totally churchy word relationship with him and so we do and so you do and so part of this is acknowledging that God can make a way amidst the craziest circumstances. And if you read Genesis chapter 30, most of us would be hard-pressed to probably have the circumstance Jacob did under Laban and that he prospered greatly. And, you know, the rest of the story, you guys, you really need to go to Genesis chapter 30 and even 29 and 31. It's just, it's it's like a soap opera. I mean, it's like if you're into soap operas, you're going to love that. And, and I'll talk more about it later. But he also provided him a way out from Laban's grasp with what God helped him earn and prosper and build his wealth. So today, what is it for you? It's like, you know, instead of the striving and all the energy you're putting into your own plans, why don't you just take a break and spend some time with the Holy Spirit and then you just quiet yourself and you begin to listen. And guys, when that strange things pops into your head, it's worth a shot. You know, usually the Holy Spirit knows what you have, knows what your resources are, and he's not going to make you go outside of those because he knows that you're building your faith. So he often allows us to take small steps and you may have big faith and you can take that big step. 
But one of the ways that, well, the way that I build my faith is with small steps. And so you get this crazy idea and it's, pro- it's probably going to be paired with resources that you either have or that you could get from maybe somewhere, someone, somebody that believes in you and you can begin to prosper. You guys don't discount when you're being quiet and you're listening and you're asking the Holy Spirit to come in and speak to you. You've read the story and it's on your mind and you're believing that, yeah, God can speak to me that way too. And that, you know, these crazy ideas that may pop into your head, I'm thinking most of the time, those are probably inspirations from the Holy Spirit. And you guys, one thing leads to another, that leads to another, that leads to another, that leads to another. And sometimes we don't have the whole picture. Sometimes it's like you take a step and then the next thing is reveal, or you have to listen again. And you're like, Holy Spirit, what's next? What do I do next? But amidst this tumultuous time, you know, the world system is getting set to where it's, it's almost, it's hard to reach escape velocity. But with the Holy Spirit, you totally can. You can make a living. You can make a difference. You can prosper as a righteous person, a person that wears Jesus, because Jesus is our righteousness. He's the one that provided righteousness. So, you know, you think of it's like Jesus is just there and he's your righteousness. So you're a righteous person prospering as you're listening to the Holy Spirit. And who knows the idea he gives you? It could be just as crazy as it was for Jacob. But he prospered. What is it that's in that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you that helps you prosper? You guys, this story is so cool. And I just don't want you to miss the absolute gem that it is, that God has a way for you to make money. And you know what? I'm not disking anybody, but, you know, chances are it's probably not that multi-level thing you're thinking about right now. Maybe I think in more that it's out of the unique person you are and the Holy Spirit and his unique and guys, he's definitely humorous and his humor is going to partner together and it's going to bring something and grow something that's wonderful for you. And maybe it's just favor with your boss at work, but maybe it's this idea, this unique thing that's in you and you have a unique way of doing it and applying it. Don't discount who God created you to be because you're awesome. God created you so uniquely and, you know, coming to grips with that and coming to peace with who God created you to be as this first step into really moving into making a difference because you were designed by your creator, which is the big HS, the Father and Jesus Christ, to have an impact and to make an impact. He didn't create any nobodies. No, he created everybody that's somebody, but it takes for you to engage. And so as you hear this story and you read it in Genesis chapter 30, you need to engage that in your spirit and say, yes, I accept this as truth. This is the God that I serve. And this God did this for Jacob. And he can do something very similar. Not he can. He will do something similar for me. Because I'm listening and I have an ear attuned to him. You guys, sometimes it takes a little while to hear his voice and to filter out our own. And so don't get discouraged if you don't get it right the first time. But you may get it right the first time. And and that's... That's fantastic if you do get it right the first time. I love that. And I love when I get it right the first time. And sometimes I do. You know, I I even hate saying words that it may take you many tries because some of you are, you're just going to get it the first time. And that's great, you know, and it doesn't matter. But it's we have to, in our spirit and by the act of our will, 
engage belief and engage our imagination as we imagine the story and then we imagine it applied to our own lives. You guys, you can just start imagining a little seed and that seed is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about. You may not even know what it is, but you're just taking this practice as you're having your quiet time. You imagine that little seed and that the Holy Spirit plants that in the fertile ground of your imagination. Using your imagination, you watch that seed as it warms, as the sun shines on it in your imagination, warms the ground, and the seed germinates, busts through the dirt, and it begins to grow. And it grows into this tree that begins producing fruit. And not only does that fruit feed you and your family, but it feeds so many others. When the righteous prosper, everybody wins. And so you have to come to grips that money is a good thing because we need it to live. You're not supposed to fall in love with it and it's never, ever designed to take your dependency from God. Money is designed for living and it is for blessing others. It is not uh, something that replaces God. And that's where things get in, re- in real trouble. As you realize money is a tool that you use and that you can use it to bless others, help others, feed others. And so as your tree grows and it produces fruit, it blesses so many others. And so you can come to grips with that. You can become wealthy because you're going to use it as a tool of righteousness to bless others, to help others succeed, and that you find your dependence and your satisfaction on the God that gives you the understanding and the wisdom to grow wealth. Yeah, and so that's that's a big part of it. If you believe that money in itself is evil, that is not true. The love of money is evil, just as the love of food is evil. The love of sex is evil. These are things that were created and established for us to enjoy, You know, they are, food is designed to feed us, nourish us, you know, and we do find pleasure in gatherings and stuff, but we're not supposed to love it. And sex, you know, sex was created for our enjoyment, but when it becomes out of place and addictive and wrong and it just goes astray and it begins to use and abuse people and think of them as items, it's so wrong. But in itself, no, it's beautiful. Just as food is beautiful, money is a beautiful tool. When somebody's in need and you can bless them with the money to pay their rent that they couldn't otherwise because you listened to the Holy Spirit and he gave you extra because you listened and you followed him and you're there when that person needs that. What a beautiful thing. You guys, the power to earn money through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit is gorgeous. It is absolutely delightful. It is a blessing to so many. And so as we end this podcast, I want you to go read Genesis chapter 29, 30, and 31. Take you 10 minutes, maybe. Doubtful. You know, if you're me, 10 minutes for you, probably like five. But it's a great story. And then you begin, as you accept this as truth, and you begin to seed in your imagination, and you begin to grow that, and then you have a hyper-vigilant ear to the things around you as the Holy Spirit is growing an idea or maybe presenting an idea that you're paying attention around you. And you guys, I know that the Holy Spirit will do that for you. This faith walk, this is not an imaginary thing. This is a for real thing. And our God knows what this world is. He knows the people in it and he knows what we deal with. And he is not fooled for an instant. Nothing comes to him by surprise. So if you're surprised, 
like I sometimes am surprised, I realize I'm maybe not walking as close with the Holy Spirit and Jesus as I should be. Because I, if I was, I probably wouldn't be as surprised as I am. And then fear takes in. It's like I've, I've got a little too far away because he's safe and secure. You guys, this faith walk, this is the best strategy to living a full and whole life. And so let's just uh, end here. Let me just pray for you as we end. And always, it's a delight to be with you. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I thank you for the story of Jacob and Laban. And that it's just, to me, as humorous, wonderful, and delightful how you work, even amidst unscrupulous people you bless. And so for all my friends out there, I just pray and declare your revelation over them that you are revealing to them right now now. You are planting seeds in their imagination. You are speaking through their thoughts, through the things they're interested in and listening to, and you are growing that special thing that is going to provide for them. You are giving them favor as they acknowledge you, and they acknowledge your power to help them prosper and to use money as a beautiful, gorgeous tool. I just bless my friends. I declare your favor and goodness, and most of all, your revelation and your presence over them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are so good to us. And so for Friends, as always, I so appreciate you guys. If you know someone that's maybe on the edge of faith and uh, they're just churches, maybe not their place, pass this along to them. Give them a link. I think I'm on all the major podcasting. I'm on Google. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, iHeart. I'm on. I should be on all the major ones. Sometimes you have to look a little bit to find Sanguine Podcasts, but um, yeah, someone that maybe needs to hear the truth of a faith walk in a little different way, oh, maybe a lot different way, a way um, that they can relate to, pass it on. And uh, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Blessings, my friends. Again, you can contact me at 406BigT at gmail.com. And you guys have an absolutely blessed week.
Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.